Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you know where you are. You know what time it is. It's time to learn to earn. This is Tyler Chef. I am your host. And you are listening to America's favorite real estate investing podcast for cash flow. Now, granted, I know bigger pockets is holding the number one slot, and but lately I've been making a lot of those top five lists. And the other day I hit the number two spot. The only podcast that got high, higher ratings than mine was Bigger Pockets. So thank you to those of you listening to the show who gave me votes on the various uh, polls and whatnot that are out there. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It means that the value that I'm putting out here, you're receiving. It means that this is working for you. It means that I need to make more episodes, and it means that I need to get this episode started. So let's go ahead and do that. I've got a question in from one of my listeners who did get, he called me on the phone. He got on my calendar and uh, took took me, took advantage of the uh, free call, you know, the cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler, cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Took a minute, got on my calendar. We had a great talk back a couple months ago. And uh, I'm going to read you the letter he, he wrote me, and just to keep him anonymous i'm gonna i just changed a couple of locations and whatnot i uh, left the states took out the cities and i'm not going to mention his name but i, I want to share this with you because it's a good email and it leads me into some good things that i don't think i've covered in the past and a couple of things i have but i think you get a lot of value out of this so bear with me as we go ahead and roll through this he says hey tyler we spoke a couple months ago i've got some units in texas that aren't cash flowing that well and i've got a fourplex in ohio that wasn't going well i wanted to let you know that your talk really helped. I'm glad to hear that. He says, um, I've turned around the Ohio property, new tenants, and we'll start cash flowing this month. And basically, guys, what was going on is that he simply didn't have an acceptable cash flow on his, some of his properties, actually on any of his properties. So we talked about where he was on each one of those properties. And then I gave him some pointers on things he could do to add more value, therefore get new rent. In some cases, you got to change tenants. That's unfortunate. But you got to do it because at the end of the day, guys, we have a responsibility to make sure that we cash flow. Um, that's how we become good landlords and take care of things. When we don't cash flow, it's very challenging to be good at taking care of our tenants. That's when we start having tenant problems. So we talked about several different solutions and things that he could do. One of the favorite things that, that I, a piece of advice I gave him that has worked really well for me is we add, we look at the situation and, and think about how we can add value to our current property now. Here's a good example. Let's say you got a little duplex and you're getting, I don't know, 800 bucks a month rent on each apartment. One of the things you could do, and a lot of folks miss this part, is they'll go and do put in like a coin laundry because they're thinking about the direct compensation from the coins. But bear with me a second. See, coin laundry, is that a great user experience? Not usually because people then got to go get quarters. So they got to, you know, they got to deal with that. The coin, the coin laundry machines tend to seem to need a lot of work. And people are frustrated. They're harder on the machines. They cost more money to acquire. They cost more money to fix. Yada, yada, yada. So instead of doing that, maybe you go out and buy a stackable washer and dryer. You buy a washer and dryer, used one, buy off Craigslist, whatever, buy it from an appliance company. If you're in Pinellas County, reach out to Appliance of Pinellas. They're one of our sponsors. And well, actually, one of my coaching students owns the company. And great guy, Lance Miller, reach out to him. And you'll be hearing some of his commercials come out here on the pre-roll in the next couple of weeks. But you reach out and you buy, you spend, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks, five, six hundred bucks on a set of a washer and dryer. Now, for offering that, instead of charging them per load, raise the rent, okay? Put them in unit and tell them, hey, no problem, uh, we'll take care of that, you know, we'll provide you with washer and dryer 
it's the rents eight seventy five for a washer, you know, with a, which includes a washer and dryer that you don't have to maintain, Mister and Missus Tenant. Now you tell them to go to Home Depot and look at the price of buying a new appliance, a new washer and dryer. You're you're talking about a couple thousand dollars these days. The technology has changed on washers and dryers. The quality has gone down, but the prices have gone way up. So you can buy an older appliance, an older washer and dryer for a couple, four, five, six hundred bucks, or maybe maybe a little more, depending on where you're buying it from and who you're buying it from. But think about it: if you charge seventy-five dollars a month on the rent times two units, or fifty dollars a month, or whatever your number winds up being, I assure you, it's number one. It's better. It's cheaper than them going to a laundromat. First of all. Because by the time you figure their time is going to sit in the hot, nasty laundromat and your clothes getting washed with everybody else's nasty clothes, that just makes me sick to thinking about it. And then the repairs, if, the, if they have their own and it goes down, having to move that damn thing halfway across town will wear most people out. That's no fun. Bad enough moving a couch. Imagine washers and dryers. Bottom line, it's a pain in the butt for the tenant. So when you make it easy for them... You can justify, well, it's only going to cost me $50 to do coin laundry. Yes, but you have to go somewhere to do coin laundry. So for 75 you can do it right here in the unit. Okay, So simple value add like that. Do the math on that. So let's say you go out and you spend $600 for a set of washer and dryers. Okay, uh, you know, One of each. And you're charging on a duplex $75 a month extra rent per apartment. That's 150 bucks a month. It doesn't take very long, guys. Four months to get 100% of your investment back. The rest is pure profit. When you throw that against a cash flow analysis, that has a serious impact on your bottom line. I know what you're going to say. I don't want to have to fix them. Well, first of all, they make appliance repair guys. And who cares? Think of it this way. You're keeping the appliance repair guys in business, right? Otherwise, they'd be on food stamps. So, you know, if you buy them right and you hook up with a good appliance company who's going to take good care of you, then it's not going to be a major issue. Maybe you have to do a little something, something once a year. And maybe that costs you a couple hundred bucks every year or two to get something done to the washer or dryer, you know. But think about the profit margins there. These little, little tiny hacks can make a huge impact on your bottom line. So think about that. Another thing I, I talk about is I do storage. Add storage units if you can. Like if you if you got a decent little piece of property, put a storage building there. You can get these storage these properties these little storage buildings for cheap. They're made of wood. You see them all over town. Um, companies make them. The Amish make them. All that good stuff. If you're up in Ohio, they should be really cheap because the Amish are up in Ohio, so it could be real easy. But anyway, you get these things. You can finance them if you want to. They do like a lease, rent-to-own type of thing. Why do read the, do the math on that, by the way, guys. That can get real expensive, but they can at least get the ball rolling. And then you can charge for storage. Okay, you can take a small storage building, a little one. Let's say you spend a grand on it, and you got a duplex. Split that up into two units. And charge them 100 bucks a month for storage. You can't get it storage anymore for 100 bucks a month. It's of any size. And you certainly aren't going to get the convenience of having it on your front, on your back door. There's a huge value in having convenience. We pay for convenience. Why do we buy stuff on Amazon that costs more? Well, because they'll deliver it to our door the same day in some places and the next day in others. So there's a huge convenience to that, okay? When you as a landlord provide these up the, these uh, value-add things, it can be a big push. Now, I know that if you've got existing tenants in place, your tenants may say, I'm not paying for 100 bucks, 100 bucks for storage. I'm here to tell you, if you've been in their apartment lately and you see they're a little full, I bet you you put one of those buildings in, they'd be eyeing it down. You know, they'd be sitting there, or better yet, rent it out, just put it on Craigslist and rent it out, half the building, for 100 bucks. I guarantee you someone would, would jump all over it. 
Okay, there's nothing wrong with doing that, and it's a great value add. So let's say if you add $200 a month to your bottom line on a little duplex, just on the little storage building idea, and you add another $150 on the washer and dryer idea, there's $350 to your bottom line, plus your rent. Not too shabby. So long story short, he took my advice. He made some tenant changes, did a few things, and got the property that was not cash flowing to cash flow. How about that? That's outstanding. So good job, eh? I appreciate that. I appreciate you taking the action. So he goes on to say, uh, new tenants start cash flowing. I'm also set to close on seven more units in the area. Out freaking standing. See, I dig that. The man has learned how to solve problems, and his response to learning how to solve problems is to go out and find more problems to solve. That I dig. I really, really enjoy hearing this. This is good because now we know that we've got somebody who is a responsible property owner in Ohio or that services the Ohio market and is taking good care of his tenants and he's adding value. This is exciting. This means seven more tenants, seven more families are going to get clean, clean, safe, affordable housing. I dig that. That excites me. And he says, this is a deal I created. Wait for this, folks. You're going to love this part. He says, this is a deal I created. Talking the owner down from $280,000 to $205,000. And I can push some rents as well. Outstanding. Well done. Now, how did he do that? Well, he probably had a conversation and he was honest with them and he probably sat down with them and looked them in the eye and had a good conversation. Or maybe he was on the phone. I know he lives in a different state. Maybe he was on the phone and he added value to the conversation and he listened to the seller and he discovered the seller's pain points And he used those pain points in a way to get the seller on board with making sure that he was the one to get the deal. Does that make sense? Okay. Next thing is on to say, I continue to struggle with the Texas properties. I looked into commercial loans for a few institute from a few institutions and was told, and they all told me I'm too small, about $1.1 million in total loans. That's unfortunate to hear. And you know what they say, the banks only loan money to people that don't need it. Right? So (laughs) I can't, uh, Add storage units to two of the properties due to lack of space. Okay, I understand that. On the bright side, it looks like my units are worth about 30% more than when I purchased them between three and 12 months ago. Outstanding. Pushing the rents is the only way I'll make it cash flow. I've pushed the rents up 15% in a year, and I've projected another 10% in the next 12 months. Okay, now, that's great, but the thing you got to think about is you may be facing some vacancy if that's the case. So, if you're going to make that push, feel out your tenants, nothing wrong with doing that. I strongly encourage you to do that. But it may be time to change tenants and add a little bit more value to the property, okay? And really got to ask yourself, is it worth it at that point? Or do you sell them? you got 30% equity. Have they gone up in value 30%? Is it feasible to sell them, cash in that equity? you got to look at the expenses of that, right? Hiring a broker. If you're going to do a broker, do it yourself. Does it make sense to keep them at this point since you've had some cash flow problems with them? Maybe now's a good time to dump them. Maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe you decide that, again, this is something that the math is going to tell you. We have to look at this not emotionally, but mathematically. What's the math tell us? You know, you Robert, um, Robert and Russ from the Real Estate Guys say, do the math, and the math will tell you what to do. Here's a great example of that in action. Let's do the math on both sides of this and see which one makes more sense to do. And really, that's how I make most of my investment-related decisions is to simply do the math. Okay, if I'm gonna, if I gotta, this get people move out, it's gonna cost me. Let's say I've got, you know, let's use the duplex example, that $800 a month example. I'm gonna be walking away from $1,600 a month in income, 
and I have debt service, so now the expenses become real, right? They're my expenses. How long will that be the case? Do I have to completely renovate these places? How much will that cost me? And more importantly, how much? How long will it take me to get my money back? Now, the other side of the coin is maybe you change, and I think this is the advice that I gave him at the time, if memory serves correct, we change the cost structure of the property, right? Looking at the one with the greatest way, as Jimmy Napier says, the best way to ruin a good deal is to put bad financing on it. So in this case, his financing, I think the cost of financing was a little higher than what he'd like. Um, so how can he change that? Well, going to the banks, you know, they'll tell you sometimes yes, sometimes no. And in this case, they told him no. That's okay. That doesn't mean we're dead in the water. Hear me out. Think about IRAs. And for those of you who don't know, that's individual retirement accounts. More importantly, self-directed IRAs, okay? There's such a thing as self-directed IRAs, which basically is people that have taken their retirement plans, have gone through the, the proper hoops and the proper channels, and they've, they've hooked up with an IRA administrator, and they self-direct their IRA, okay? They self-direct their IRA, which means they get to choose what they invest in. How, what does that matter to you? Well, if you're a guy or girl that's got real estate and you have a situation like Mr. A does here who needs to change out his debt service, maybe there's some opportunity here. Now, the properties are based in Texas, okay? I happen to know that Quest Trust is a Quest IRA, Quest Trust, is based in Texas. I think they're based out of Houston, Texas. They uh, do a lot of marketing and do, do a lot of education in the Texas market. That said, maybe you can reach out to them, start giving some, uh, attending some of their events if you're in the area. If you're not, let's say you live in California and you're investing in Texas, that's fine. There's lots of IRA companies, IRA administrators in your own market. And how you look that up is you simply... Type in Google self-directed IRA and then your town, Los Angeles, and it will pull up the IRA administrators in your market. You go to these people, you go to these events, they always do events, they do training, all kinds of good stuff. You attend these events, you shake hands, you sit there and learn, and right? they're, they're lunch and lunch, you get a free sandwich and pizza or whatever. I do my cash flow events at an IRA company. You go to these events and you start talking to people because here's what you're going to find. There are, there are people that like to flip houses. And there are people that want nothing to do with flipping houses. Obviously, I'm the latter. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want to invest my money. That What that means is that maybe I'm looking for a long-term, safe, what I consider to be safe, investment opportunity. But I'm a busy guy. I don't want to do all the work. So maybe I'm looking for a Mr. A who happens to have property in Texas that is only underperforming because of the debt structure. And does it make more sense to me as a, somebody with capital sitting in my retirement account that's getting not much because it's not working, which means it's getting nothing, or it's maybe I'm loaning it out as hard money to flippers right now. And let's be honest, guys. You just keep doing the hard money thing. Eventually, you're going to get stung or you're going to wind up with a broken house. And that's no fun because you're in the money loaning business, okay? So let's say you're used to getting 12% loaning your money out as, as hard money uh, through your IRA to flippers. Well, I highly doubt if you're dealing with good flippers, your money's not out for 12 months. It goes out for maybe six to eight months, maybe 90 days, comes back in. So that's really not, in most cases, a true 12% return because now you have to go back out and try to duplicate that process. Well, if Joe the Flippers wants to go to Tahiti for a week and spend his riches, yeah, guess what? Your money is sitting idle in your account doing nothing, which means inflation, buying power is slipping away. So hear me out. You go talk to these the folks that have these IRA accounts and you start having conversations with them about, yeah, I've got some property in Texas. Always looking for people that want to maybe do a whole, be a uh, 
a lien holder get a get a beautiful long term uninterrupted return on these properties. And when you start talking to them, they can come in and be the lender. Their IRA can basically cash out the current lenders. And you might be thinking, well, Tyler, I can't cash flow at 12% of you, smoking ganja. No, I'm not asking you to. Because here's the thing. To somebody who can do simple math, okay, to a savvy IRA investor, it makes far more sense to have your money working at, say, 4, 5, 6, 7% for the next 30 years uninterrupted than it does to make 12% every so often. Because 12% every so often boils down to a much lower annual return. Okay, you go, if you invest in a long-term rental, then that's a nice, comfortable, steady return that's backed by real estate. That makes good, solid sense. And if the guy that you, that you invested in or the girl you invested in, the deal doesn't work out, you inherit the rental property that already has a stream of income. Now, you have to obviously, take, if you're the IRA investor, take a look at the deal, make sure the deal will cash flow. You want to know not if you're going to pay me, it's how you're going to pay me. So the deal should support itself, right? Don't whack these people at 10% interest and then complain they can't pay your mortgage because you kind of set them up to fail. So don't do that. That's almost predatory. But instead, if you could get yourself a guaranteed six, seven, four, five, doesn't matter what it is, return then that could be a home run for a lot of folks. Some people, they, they're just greedy and they want to get all they can get, and that's fine. But understand that the folks that think like that wind up, are usually the ones that wind up losing big time because that they're going to invest in that one flip that's going to go haywire, and they're going to lose it all. Or they're going to wind up worse. They're going to wind up with a broken house, and I think that's worse, frankly, is wind, wind up with a broken house. But you as a property owner, as a landlord, you can offer them a safe, long-term investment that is 100% backed by real estate. And since you own other properties, if equity is a problem, you could also offer them additional collateral. You can say, hey, I'll give you a first on this one duplex and I'll give you a second on this triplex I have down or down the road. So you can give them even more collateral if they want it to give that warm fuzzy. Bottom line is you can't sit there and say that everybody wants 12% because not everybody invest the exact same way and people have different strategies and some folks are far too are savvy enough to know that they got to play a long game and a short game right you got to do a little bit of both so if you invest some time talking to these folks i'm here to tell you you will find someone to back this deal okay this is how jill and i buy our rental properties folks that have iras that are savvy enough to realize that uninterrupted cash flow means compound returns compound returns is a beautiful thing so they call us up. They go, hey, Tyler, you got something you want to buy? Sure. They fund the deal. We go out and, and pull the trigger. We do all the work. We rehab it, get it looking pretty. We set it up to where they get a nice return over time. Sometimes we set it up to where they can get take advantage of the tax advantages. That doesn't necessarily work with the IRA folks so much, but the private money folks. All kinds of different strategies, and it all starts with getting on the phone. Okay, Right now we're looking at some properties and some of the folks that we've talked to we're going to be doing some deals here coming up soon in the next couple months. And that's because people took the time to pick up the phone and call us and just have a great conversation and get an idea of what we're up to, what we're doing, how we make our money, and maybe there could be some synergy there. And we have a list of people that have done that. We've developed relationship with them over time, and we're comfortable that in the event something comes up, they can come in as a lender on the deal and fund the deal 
and they get to share in our great returns. And that's a home run for them. And it's a home run for us. So folks, I hope you found value in this. I hope that you take some action and get out to these IRA companies, get out to these events where there's some education and where folks are there looking for something to invest in. Now, if you guys are house flippers and whatnot, you know, whatever, you're going to go out and do that. But this this episode is more tied to the long-term investor, the person that really is trying to build wealth, not the person that's trying to get rich overnight. Because when you're out there working with other people's money, you need to be making savvy decisions. And I'm really not going to get on board with a lot of the strategies that the flippers are doing these days. They're basically playing Russian roulette with somebody's retirement account. And that's kind of dangerous. So I don't endorse that type of thing. But um, for those of you that are landlords and you're looking to, to get better financing, don't discount these folks that have money sitting in IRAs doing absolutely nothing or worse, not enough, or somebody that's got a 401k that has the ability to roll it over into a self-directed IRA. And maybe they can become a lender in your deal because here's the deal. Here's what we do know. The brokers on wall street, they take helicopters to work, which means they're getting big fees, whether the investor wins or lose loses. So be a good boy and a good girl and help these folks make a better, more predictable safer return that's less volatile where they have some control. That's what I got for you this week, guys. I hope you found value in this episode. I will say this. I want to make sure that you take advantage of the opportunity to get on the phone with me. There's no sales pitch. There's nothing like that. If you need help, you get stuck, you have problems, you got to pick up the phone and ask. You got to pick up the phone and get on my calendar and let's have a good conversation. Sometimes it's as simple as a little change in strategy. Maybe it's how to raise some private capital. Whatever it is, understand, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to help you. I want to see you do more deals. Folks, if you've got capital sitting in your retirement accounts, not doing a thing, you want to talk about some possibilities, then get on, head on over to cashflowguys.com forward slash book. Tyler, let's get on a call and see if we can work something out. Have a great week. Catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashFlowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.